pushed back a little bit. And, boy, you know, we we're excited to see who's been a part of that. That thing got pushed back, and now we'll actually have the ceremony. So, Stephen, two big pieces of news that came out today. For our needs and, uh, you know, our interest, Kim Mulkey, and I thought, man, you know, maybe Coach Barmore or maybe, uh, you know, the coach who was here at Baylor for a little bit and was with her at La Tech. I kind of thought she might go one of those routes. Um, she's going with Michael Jordan, MJ himself. The presenter for Kim Mulkey will be a fellow member of the uh, Team USA, and they got to know each other through all of that. And uh, and then they were just, you know, they've been friends forever. And Michael Jordan will present Kim Mulkey. Now, he will also present Kobe, and that's been enormous news today as well. Okay, so, Co- so Stephen, do you think um, that's a lot to ask of Michael? I mean, Kobe, the emotional, because Kobe, sadly, is no longer with us. Kim is going to be with us a long, long time. And uh, we hope she's the Baylor women's coach for many, many years to come. So, Stephen, he'll do, uh, he'll do Kim Mulkey and Kobe Bryant. Whoa. Mamba. I mean, that's big. That is big. And uh, uh, so, Stephen, that's a, that is uh, MJ's going to have his hands full because uh, you've got to – uh, MJ famously, when he went in and whatever it was, maybe 2009, Stephen, I don't think he gave the most gracious speech ever. He he used it as a time to kind of go after this person or after that person. He's always been very competitive. But I think in his introductory speeches, he, I think, I, I don't want to, he would not want me to say this, but I believe his airness, the great MJ, has softened a bit over the years. So he will be the one introducing the great Mulkey and the great Kobe. It'll all happen at the Naismith introductory. Uh, so, Stephen, pretty, I think that's pretty big news right out of the chute right there, okay? That is huge news. And, uh, yeah, MJ, his, his, uh, his Hall of Fame speech was kind of just a list of slights. And, I mean, that's who he was and who he is. Uh, but I, I think it'll maybe take a different tone with, uh, with him introducing Kim Mulkey. That's a really fun thing and – um, I mean, nobody better to introduce you into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay, and, and Stephen, um, we, uh, we have our Schmaltz's uh, weekly trivia contest. And, man, this, we get huge responses to this. It's going to be a tough one. Now, we do have, Stephen, uh, the WNBA draft. We'll get you all the information for that, and uh, that's exciting. And I, I'm gonna. I've already put in, Stephen. I got. Uh, I got the great Kyle Robarts. Hey, hey, can we get? You know, the the now, Stephen. You were looking at WNBA mock drafts. Give us the start of this thing, the mock draft when it is. What what snuck up on me? I mean, this thing is happening. We got to be ready for this thing. And give me the start time, and then what are you seeing from a mock draft standpoint? I know you've been studying all these WNBA mock drafts. What are you seeing? For the, for the two young ladies that will be featured uh, from Baylor, both Dee Dee Richards and Dijonay Carrington. So 6 o'clock tonight on ESPN for the WNBA draft. Uh, Charlie Collier is still expected to be the number one pick by Dallas Wing. She's the uh, post player from Texas. I think she scored like three points against the Bears this <laughs> season. All right, keep going. Uh, Baylor-wise, 
They have ESPN has DJNA Carrington going number 11 overall, the Seattle Storm. They're the defending okay. champs. All right. And then DD Richards, they have her going in the second round to the Los Angeles Sparks. Oh, boy, defensive specialist, good ball handler, good uh, good distributor of the ball. DD will, I think DD hopefully, and I know she will. She's going to work on that shot. She's got to become more of a, an offensive threat. Although Stephen, we used to say that about about the guy in uh, Philly, right? Isn't that what we said about him? We've got to learn how to shoot the three. Stephen, how's that coming along? Yeah, Ben Simmons is doing okay. He's he's a pretty good player. He is good, but he hadn't ever learned to shoot the three. So we may I'm just saying we may not have she may not have to learn how to shoot the three. But I would say it'd be it'd be good if she could kind of keep developing that shot. All right. So WNBA draft coming up, and we'll be excited about that in our schmaltzes, our schmaltzes uh trivia of the day. And boy, our responses for, on this thing have been numerous. One day we put it out there and like got 40 immediate responses. We know you're listening out there. We appreciate you. Okay. Uh, CNC collision line is what you want to use. That's that Freddie Kish call in line. You, I guess you can do either, but it might be easier to text us if you want to be quick about it. I can't have Stephen abandoning me to take a bunch of calls all of a sudden, although he will. Uh, 254. Six six two sixteen sixty. All right. If you know the answer to the following question, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Stephen, go ahead and give the Schmaltz's trivia question of the week. Who was the first Baylor player taken in the WNBA draft? Again, WNBA draft tonight, six o'clock. Who was the first player taken in the WNBA draft? Okay. So basically the first ever Baylor women's player that was selected in the WNBA draft. Mm-hmm. Steven, I, should we help him with a time frame? I, I, here, here's what I'm thinking we'll do. Let's give, let's give folks, by the way, 254-662-1660. We're going to reward timeliness. I don't want a bunch of people looking this up. So we're going to reward who comes in closer. I'm going to help them out. It was in like the 2003 to 2008 range. Okay? 2003 to 2008. That'll kind of help people because they won that first national title in, golly. 2005. Five. Okay. I always think of the scandal, the, the men's scandal happened in 2003 because I was covering that. In 05, Stephen, I was getting on a plane to... Paris. My wife and I, we were going on a nice little getaway, and we asked the pilot if there's any way y'all could do it. It was before they had internet on planes or anything. They said, if you could, uh, if you could somehow find out for us who won the, the, the women's championship, and Stephen, the pilots were on the way to France, and they came over the, the, uh, the, the, probably American Airlines, I would think it was, probably what we took, British Caledonian or British Airways, whatever it was. They came on the, uh, they came on the uh, the PA system and said, the Baylor Lady Bears have won the national title, and we went crazy. I don't know if everybody else heading over to Paris knew what was going on, but we were very excited. That's how I found out, Stephen, about the 2005 women winning the national title. All right, uh, Stephen, we've got some answers pouring in. 
254-662-1660. Again, the question is, the first Baylor women's player to ever be taken in the WNBA. People be like, Griner, Brittany Griner. No, no, no. This was before the great Brittany Griner showed up on the scene. First player taken in WNBA. And I remember, now that I know the answer, I remember. I don't know if I would have immediately thrown this out. I'm trying to remember all the players on that team. And I, I, I'm always thinking, okay, when did Odyssey get there? Anyway, so I, that, those are all the thoughts that I have when these kind of questions come up. Stephen, do we have a winner in the Schmaltz's Trivia Contest, or do we have a bunch of wrong answers? So far, we're getting a, a lot of wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is a tricky one, but let, I'll, I'll give you even more of a hint. It was the 2005 WNBA draft. Ooh. Ooh. But, but did this person play on the championship team? Yes. A lot of people okay. are guessing A lot of people are guessing the MVP of that championship team. This is a different player. Ooh. That's fascinating. But but you're saying this player went before the other player that they're guessing. In the WNBA draft, she was taken. Yeah, she went the year before. The, I got you. I got you. Oh, man, I love this. I love it when you ask a tough one. Come on, folks. At this point, you should be Googling this. You should not be spitballing this thing. That's okay. 2005 WNBA draft. We've had dozens upon dozens of answers, and they so far they seem to all be wrong. We'll continue to monitor it. If we do have a right answer, we'll announce it, and you'll get those two free sandwiches to schmaltzes. All right, it is uh, time. we got Dave Aranda, remember, coming up at, uh, at 35 after the hour, 135. Next, Jake Goble, the, the, the women's golf coach. Man, this group is on fire, and we, uh, we catch up with him next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies today with a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms, especially after 3 o'clock this afternoon. Highs top out at 70 degrees. Showers and thunderstorms are likely tonight. We drop to 59. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high of 76. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Dan Schulman, ESPN, our guest. I was uh, saying earlier in the hour, Dan, uh, kind of telling your, your travel story about how when you go on a road trip, you go on a serious road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, so I'm Canadian for those who don't right, know right. down there. And I, I still, I've always lived in Canada. So during the pandemic, we had in Canada a 14-day quarantine whenever you come back to Canada. So they installed a kit in my house that a lot of people have. So I called about six or seven games from home while uh, over the holidays. And now I'm back down in the U.S. Uh, my trip started in Waco, actually. I flew from Toronto to Dallas, drove to Waco. And because I can't go back and forth, I believe I am now. Uh, away from home for the duration of the regular season, like through championship week. So I am very lucky. I have a supportive, independent wife. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for, in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Ram Truck Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star. And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. I love baseball. The Rangers try to win their third in a row and take a series from the Rays in Tampa Bay. As Garcia lifts this one high into the air, fairly deep right center field to Rose Arena and Margot looking up. This one, it either hits in the seats or the top of the wall. What is it? Racing to third is Garcia. You see my baseball? Hi, everybody. This is Eric Nadell with Matt Hicks and Jared Sandler. Broadcast time tonight, 530 on the Texas Rangers Radio Network. We got a lot to get to here, and uh, real quickly though, we do have a winner in the Schmaltz's. We had like an insider trading thing. Our old friend uh, Julie Bennett, who was, uh, and I use that l- term uh, loosely, by the way, great, uh, 
uh, uh, former member of the whole Baylor family. She she knew this answer because she worked for the Bears. All right. Um, so we're Stephen. We have somebody else we picked. Julie's still gonna. We're gonna get her a sandwich to Schmaltz's because my goodness, that Schmaltz's sandwich. We will not deny folks a Schmaltz's sandwich. But Stephen, who is the winner of those two Schmaltz sandwiches? Congratulations to Kevin Hill. You're our winner. Kevin Hill wins a couple uh, coupons to Schmaltz's. Kevin. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Kevin. No, I was Kevin. laughing at myself because I, I kind of messed up Schmaltz's there. Oh, it's okay. Schmaltz's. Okay, Kevin Hill, just come up to the station. It'll be up at the front, all right? We're, we're up, like, over there by Cot- Cottonwood. All right, if you know where Cottonwood, where that great golf course is, just right next to it. Okay, you just say, hey, there's Mosley over there, and uh, they'll have it. We'll leave those up for you at the front. Great to hear from you. Okay, we need to do this quickly. we got Dave Aranda coming up later in the program. About, uh, I'll say about 137 on that. Uh, right now, though, uh, we, we, get, we were able to visit with uh, uh, the women's golf coach, and they just had a great weekend, Jay Goble, Baylor women's golf coach. It is uh, Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. We love golf. Uh, we've had Coach Goble on. Love talking to Coach McGraw. But uh, something grabbed my attention. And uh, over the uh, oh, a couple of days ago, a few days ago, I was watching. Uh, I got caught up in the Masters. And then all of a sudden, a tournament breaks out in uh, Houston. I think it was the Houston the Golf Club of Houston and the Lady Bears, the uh, women's team, just went crazy and, and took over a course. Jay Goble, uh, you've coached some great teams at Florida, the David Ledbetter Academy, uh, and obviously you've had a great run at Baylor. Was this about as thorough uh, a domination as, as you've seen of any of your teams? Yeah, I have to say that uh, we, we feel super comfortable on the golf course, uh, the golf club of Houston, but uh, I was not expecting a 23 under par first round. That was, uh, it was pretty exceptional. And, um, you know, there's not many times where the, your throwout score is a 70. Um, and, you know, to, <laughs> to have the worst score on our team as a 70 is, is pretty unbelievable. And, um, yeah, it was it was fun to go down there and make a ton of birdies. I, I believe, you know, again, it was more fun to to see all those birdies and get a good warm-up for uh, the Big 12 championship this weekend, which is also in Houston. You know, I, I, I just wonder how your, uh, how, how your women are uh, as far as competitive with each other. When you kind of run away, and I think SMU may have been second, there was a young lady uh, from uh, University of Houston that uh, had a great tournament, but for the most part, y'all dominated everybody. When that happens, and you got a huge lead, and you got to obviously try to keep your team focused, and and they know at some point they're going to realize, even without big signage or something, that they've got a a pretty enormous lead. Do do they almost start uh, Jay competing with each other? I mean, I'm trying to look at some of those scores. It seemed like <laughs> Hannah jumped up yeah. there and and nipped. Uh, Gerline Core. I mean, that, that 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 maybe it becomes a competition within the team, so to speak. I think it does. I think you know one of the cool things about this team is that they are very competitive amongst each other. Um, even though they're they're great friends and they're you know teammates, obviously they uh, they come out every morning wanting to to beat their teammates and. Um, 
I, I see that, you know, I, again, I think that's one of the keys to our success this year is that when I see them get out of the van, you know, it's not only, hey, we want to go out and beat, you know, Texas, Oklahoma State, all those teams. We want to we want to play good against our teammates and, and beat them. And when you have that, again, golf is such an individual game that we only play as a team during college for the most part. And, um, you know, they're 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 in it to win the tournament individually which is super cool and that's again I, I believe when you see a team that can shoot scores like they shoot the reason that they do that is because individually they're trying to they're trying to go out and win the tournament and be the medalist anyway and um yeah that's definitely what we got this weekend i mean i believe all five of the players on our team finished in the top 10 and they were they were um yeah, they were gunning for each other. Yeah, if they keep playing like this, uh, Jay, you may need to not be getting out of a van, get out of a Gulfstream or something. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> this yeah, is, this is quite a a group you have assembled. Now, y'all have had really, really great finishes. I remember, boy, a competition years ago. I may have to go back to about 2012. I was watching that on TV, and I think Stanford was involved. Uh, yeah, that boy. was 15. We we oh, okay. lost in the finals to Stanford. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was uh, that was amazing, and I think that was on the Golf Channel, and we were all it was. Uh, we were all watching that thing and, and having fun. Is this? I, I know every year is different. Uh, you know, you're you're fortunate for Gerlene to uh, to be back in the uh, in the middle of things, and you've and you've got so much talent around her. Does this feel like one of those teams? I mean, I. Jay, I was trying to look at some of the most recent rankings. Sometimes they don't update these things as much as much as I would like. Are you? I mean, this is a this is a top three or top five team that you have right now. And is it does it feel like one of those teams that truly could try to do something special again? I think so. I mean, I I, I believe that the team I had in 2015 that that lost in the final match. I mean, it was that was a, a really special team with some great players and and great competitors and you know the the one maybe little caveat to our success was that we were a little shorthanded we had we had four players you know we did have one throw out score each round and we had four players that essentially counted for us the entire year and and we were a little bit weak at the five spot um this year i mean i, I currently have seven players on my team now take into consideration we only travel five but i have seven players on my team with a 72 and a half scoring average or better and um that's that's unheard of i mean to have that kind of depth and you know one of those is lod chapelet who's uh, a six-year senior i mean she got an extra year back because of covid but um besides that you know that's uh four freshmen uh who all have scoring averages in tournaments this year uh, 72 and a half or better, which is, you know, something that I didn't even have close to in 2015. So, yeah, the 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 big difference I would say, you know, I, I think that this team on paper is is better, um, just because we have more depth and and more players that can go out there and shoot good scores in tournaments. But this team has a a like an amazing ability to go out and make birdies and, uh, you know, kind of take control of a golf course through their aggressive play and, and confidence on their, on the course and on the greens. And 
Um, that's the one thing that I see that, you know, when they want to go out and make eight birdies around, I mean, almost every player on my team can do that. And that's kind of what we saw on, on the, you know, the first round on Monday. But, um, yeah, they can they can get it going as good as any team out there for sure. All right. I, I, I like kind of trying to get to know your team. Talk to Jay Goble, Baylor uh, women's uh, golf coach. Been around for a good while now, a decade, and, and uh, has done such a great job. Uh, I did see an eagle on one of those cards. I think that was a uh, par five. I think that was Rosie yeah. who uh, had an eagle on there, and that's that was uh, that's pretty exciting. You, and then, of course, of course, there's just a, a million birdies on here. Uh, right. What, what? Tell me about some of these players. So you mentioned Elodie, and and um, and that has to be an interesting thing for a golf coach to. On one hand, you're so excited. I know uh, Mike's dealing with that, too. He got to keep one of those Dossies around and maybe Grider and some of those guys. You got to keep some folks, but it complicates a little bit. The the crew, you always have very talented young freshmen arriving. How do you how right. do you kind of manage that? Uh, be excited to have somebody back, but in, in some ways you kind of have to put the brakes on some of the folks coming in. Yeah, you know, it, it's been a little challenging for us. We we really um, LOD was the the only extra player that we had. Um, we had four freshmen come in this year. Um, it's been a challenge, you know. I think the the one thing that we've done really well this year is we've tried to find other opportunities for um, everybody to play or for some of our individuals to play and get a get a chance to play college golf and see what it's like. You know, this weekend we took Nina, who's a freshman as well, and, you know, she shot 67 in the second round. So it was great to see her get an opportunity to get out and compete, and that's what we're, you know, trying to do. It's It's been difficult, but um, I can tell you that my assistant coach and I have really tried to find those opportunities to take six, seven, eight players to a tournament, and even if they're not playing in the – starting five lineup, give give them an opportunity to also again experience college golf. Um it's it's been it's been a real challenge with COVID and you can look around the country and see, you know, a lot of teams have a player for an extra year and you know it's it's kind of displaced a little bit of, of some of the freshmen's experience. But um I think that we're all just kind of rolling with the punches with the way things have happened during the last year and um, understanding that situations are a little bit different, but hoping that they're not going to continue to be this way and things will get back to normal soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's been good to give those other players an opportunity. And, um, you know, if you look down the, down the roster, uh, everybody on our team got some tournament experience this year. And uh, a bunch of them got a couple tournaments that they got to play in, whether they were in the lineup or not. Well, listen, Jay, appreciate you doing this. We're uh, we're going to bandwagon this thing like crazy. I mean, it was uh, – I, I always like seeing how y'all are doing, but, I mean, I saw those scores over the weekend. I was like, my goodness. And I think I even yeah. suggested via social media that uh, they come up with a mercy rule at some of these tournaments. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, well, c- continued success to you. You holler at us if there's anything we can do to promote anything. And uh, it'll be fun maybe as we start to open things back up and get a few fans out there at some of these tournaments. And, and uh, congratulations on all your success. Well, thank you. And, you know, this weekend the Big 12 Championship for women's golf is at Carlton Woods in Houston. 
and uh, it is open to fans. So if uh, any of our fans down in Houston would like to come out and watch, it's, uh, you know, wear a mask and socially distance, but you can come out and watch uh, our women's golf team compete. All right, that's it. That's uh, boy Jay Goble doing a really nice job. Fun to have him on with us. The uh, women's golf coach at uh, women's golf coach is ranked really, really high in the country and, and could compete for a national title. That's how talented they are. All right, we're going to go straight to it because uh, we've been promising it and we don't want to wait uh, another minute. Uh, we have Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda with us. Here is that interview. It is uh, Matt Mosley along with Stephen Simcox, ESPN, Central Texas, and and really happy to be joined by Dave Aranda, Baylor football coach today. Uh, spring practice is in full swing. Uh, first of all, Dave, I got to uh, run into you at the Final Four. Uh, what a cool scene that was. And uh, did, did the uh, have you almost seen, uh, you know, I, I, taking that all in? I was trying to remember if you might have, been at Wisconsin. They had they went to a Final Four several years ago, so you've probably been to a Final Four. But uh, what was that scene like, and has it has that championship almost? Uh, did you see like a uh, a pep in your in in your player step in in spring ball because of it? No, I appreciate that. It was it was exciting to be there. Um, I was humbled, and um, you know I felt I feel blessed to be a part of it to uh, just witness it. Really, just to see that you could be a man um, a man of character and a man of integrity and um, be a winner, right? That you don't have to choose between, um, between those, that you can be all of it. I think really for me is the, the big, big takeaway. And I think, you know, when you have someone like, like Coach Drew, that you are rooting so hard for him because I feel like we need more good people um, that are, are big winners. And I think, um, I don't know, I just feel like we need more of them. And I, it's it's great to, to have one um, here right across the street from us um, over here with football. So a lot of inspiration comes from it, from just watching the team play and uh, their togetherness and their brotherhood. And, you know, um, throughout the, throughout the, uh, the tournament, and, you know, we use men's basketball and, and women's basketball examples of just teamwork and what it looks like and, um, you know, how it feels to uh, teams on the other side when there's just all this pressure being applied um, and um, there's just really strong belief, you know, that uh, that, um, that Baylor's going to come out on top. And so, you know, you could sense that in the stands and uh, you know, you can, I, I certainly couldn't see that from watching the games previous. So it's a great experience. Yeah. I, um, I spotted you at one point, you seemed to be in a, in a pretty heavy conversation with someone. I didn't interrupt you, uh, but I had made my way back that uh, from like section 600 down to your section coach. So I, I got a little closer look at things the second half of that Houston game, but, uh, but, you know, just being in that uh, arena, in that stadium was uh, pretty amazing and uh, the whole the whole scene now you are and for people that don't know this you guys have opened some of these weekend practices Saturday 10 30 a.m another one that's gonna be fun 
uh, and the media and fans can can get in there and take a peek at the Bears. And um, and then uh, spring game coming up on the 24th, and that's going to be a noon, uh, and everybody's welcome in there. And, I mean, really kind of an exciting time, especially with this pretty weather and all. What does it uh, – Coach, what does it feel like to actually have a spring? I mean, it must almost kind of feel like it's been forever. Uh, what you know, getting out there and now going through uh, several of these spring practices, does it, does it, is, has it all come back? Does it feel somewhat normal now, or was that were you almost feeling like you were getting away with something at first? No, it does. You know, you feel like a coach, and uh, you feel like you have a team. I think those are the the big things there. I think you know, it was funny. There was some uh, just earlier this morning. Um, some of the people here um, in our office were they were looking at uh, old uh, texts and uh, old uh, uh, messages on their phone from what they were doing a year ago at this time, and we were all quarantined and uh, a lot of people were struggling, you know. And so I think like the, to look back at that and to see where we're at now, and you know we're not out of the we're not out of it by any means, but. You know, you just mentioned the the open practices, and you know we're we're aiming to um, try to make connections with people, with former players, and um, you know our 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 current players, their families, uh, make connections that way, which is um, you know it's frustrating that we we haven't been able to make those the way we'd want to uh, by this time already, and so to have that opportunity to be with your team, you know, I think. Last year, I felt like a stepdad quite a bit, and uh, I don't feel like that anymore. And I, don't, you know, it's a, it's a. I think there's a really good feeling in the locker room and coaching, um, coaching staff wise and player wise. The, the, uh, the understanding of why we're doing things uh, and how we're doing it, as opposed to, you know, what we're doing. I think is really emphasized and it's making a difference. So, so yeah. I feel good about where we're at. It, it puts you guys behind the eight ball, especially with the new staff, getting to know this new team, and, and um, uh, it really was a crazy time for all of you guys. So it's fun to see all this. It is Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach, joining Matt Mosley, the Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Um, coach is the uh, is, is you know sometimes we say in certain parts of the season, especially in the in the training camp and NFL spring football, oh, the defense is a little ahead of the offense. Because of the defense maybe having a little more continuity on the coaching side and maybe even a little bit on the personnel side to a certain extent, do you feel like it's ahead of the offense? Kind of where where are the units uh, as it, kind of a big picture uh, of this right now? I think there is, um, there is probably some greater understanding on defense uh, because of uh, – a lot of the same as I think um, it's been simplified. I give Coach Roberts a lot of credit. You know, he's um, he's been through quite a bit. Uh, you know, in his career of um, um, you know, different different kids, different learning styles, uh, different programs, um, different needs, different answers, and. You know, I think he's really been able to um, simplify, and uh, we've talked about really working hard to make simple sophisticated and going down the path that, um, because we're simple, 
right? We've we've got an aggression, and um, we have um, an energy and an edge and an execution uh, that's going to be tough to beat. And, you know, this past Saturday, there was more defensive players getting off blocks than I can ever remember at any point last year. And then when you, you know, you just see, you see people with their feet in the ground, you see, you see a settled, um, um, a settled uh, defense, right? Whereas I feel like in the past last year at times there was, um, you know, what do I say? What's the communication and balls are, balls are being snapped and plays are being run. And uh, maybe we're not, we're not as settled as we need to be. And I feel like, a lot of that's been addressed, and uh, I think there's a strong confidence there. I think uh, Apu Aika has really made a, a big change, a big difference in just the mentality and, of the defense and the uh, the confidence of our front. I think he has been a disruptor and been a game changer inside. And you know, Apu's got a great personality. Once you get to know him, you're going to love him, and I know the fans will. Um, just, just a great guy, and so I think there's some, there's some juice on that side of it for sure. But I think offensively, you know, you're talking about Micah Macuse, talking about JC, guys that really weren't um, uh, getting uh, looks and reps, and for whatever reason, a year ago, are now uh, rolling with the ones and just moving people, just flat moving people off line scrimmage and. Uh, you know, and Connor uh, Galvin moving people off the line of scrimmage, um, and so I think like when you see those things and you see kind of a an identity being formed in the O line and D line, I think that's exactly what we're looking for, and so we've got to double down on it. Yeah, you got me excited now. I, my next text to Taylor Bryan, your crack uh, SID, will be I need Apu on tomorrow. Uh, I mean, this is. This defense, uh, before you got here, functioned really well with a monster in the middle who ended up going the NFL. You had some guys uh, like that at, at LSU, of course, but uh, it, that, that has to be when you see. And I don't know. I don't want to overdo it, but coach, is he is he in the what three hundred and thirty to three hundred and fifty range? Is that what we're talking about? It's like when you get one of those guys that can actually move a little bit as well as take up space. You're it does it has a catalytic. Uh, 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 type impact on the defense. Yeah, I think Apu's probably a little north of those numbers, but I think you know the thing with him is he plays with technique, and um, he's coachable. He wants to improve, right? He strives for growth. I mean, he wants to. Um, you know, Apu wants to be a better person, man, and and he wants to take that to the field and um, um, apply. Um, apply characteristics that help them off to help them on. And I think um, it's making a world of difference for our defense, for our team, you know? And so we were talking about with our offensive guys the other day, it's like, you know, we're struggling to get this combo block when he's lined up at a nose and, you know, we're going, man, there's not a bunch of other guys that way, where he way could do what he do that we're going to be playing and we can do it versus him. We can do it. We feel pretty confident we can do it versus other folks. And so, you know, to get that type of test daily, that just, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so I feel, you know, both sides of that. I mean, it looks like football. You know, it looks, there's blocking, there's guys getting off blocks, there's technique. I think that is, uh, that is what it's supposed to look like. And, uh, 
you know, we're getting better as it goes. I'm excited. You know, I think today will be a good day. And then uh, loading up Saturday, I think there's defense early in the first scrimmage, some back and forth at the end. It'll be, it'll be good to see kind of what comes up this Saturday. I'm expecting some back and forth. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, the media uh, will show up and make some wide-sweeping judgments based on a few uh, a few plays. That's what we do. So uh, you can't know how much appreciative we are to get to see that some of this in person. I'm really excited about it. And a reminder for folks that uh, spring game on the 24th is going to be a noon start, and you're going to be able to come in there. And I really think it's going to end up being a great day. Uh, coach, talking to Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach, Jalen Petrie, I saw this story the other day, and I'm, I'm sure uh, it's come across your desk. Uh, ESPN named him the most disruptive uh, returning player in the country um, in, in in terms of, I think, DBs. But it really was about the overall defense. I, I think we kind of know how great a player he's become. I think it's kind of cool when the rest of the country finds out, even kind of in a season, obviously, you, you know, you, you wanted to do, do better. Uh, but man, that guy grabbed everybody's attention. What, what's uh, what's next for Jalen? What have you seen from him in the spring that lets you know? Okay, he's just gonna his his arrow is still pointed up. Yeah, I think to bring other people with him. I think uh, his his growth as a leader. I think you know Jalen is someone that's got really high goals and aspirations for himself. I think he holds himself to a high standard. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate that about him. I, you know, he works very hard at living up to that standard. And, um, you know, at times is, is probably too hard on himself in, um, in some of the tougher times, but I feel like where Jalen can step up and he has, and there's been, there's been, um, there's been improvement with this throughout winter. Um, and then here into spring is bringing people with him, right? And so when it's when he's competing, uh, me versus me against himself, and to really get that the best out of him, I think um, you know he's an inspirational guy. And I think sometimes he's so humble he doesn't see that, and so that uh, you know I think I think it's out of um, 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 out of a good place. That he's not um, trying to to take guys where he goes, but I think the more people we get with the, uh, that are living to the type of standard that Jalen's living, the better we'll be. And uh, he sees it, and he's working on it, and um, excited for that. I think that there's an opportunity there with Terrell um, going through drills, but not going through contact. And so there's an opportunity for Jalen to kind of step into a larger role. And uh, I'm. Uh, I'm thankful that he's accepting that. Are you? Uh, can you give us a sense of where uh, Terrell Bernard is in his recovery? We saw him going through some uh, individual uh, workouts and that kind of thing, and it seems like he is really on a good uh, trajectory. W- when do you, in your mind, kind of need to see him going full tilt? Or are you just going to kind of keep, you know, holding him out as long as you can before you uh, you, you jump him in there before the season? Yeah, I think Terrell really wants to hit people. <laughs> I think he really wants to hit people. And it's like, you know, it's, you can't do that yet. I think, um, you know, one of the things with the shoulder um, injury is that it gets to a point to where you feel like you're somewhat normal, man. You feel like, you know, um, 
I don't have a sling no more. You know, I don't have, uh, um, I've got some strength, right? I can do, I can do this. I can do that. But then, you know, I don't, I'm like, personally for me, I had five of those things, uh, because I, I'm not, I did not adhere to what I'm talking about right now, you know? And so, um, you gotta be careful about coming back too soon and, and all this other thing. And, and, um, we've had some good talks with that, but you know, he, um, what he brings now is great leadership and, um, a really acute set of eyes, you know, when we're practicing, he sees and feels everything. And so I think, you know, he helps me with, um, kind of, you know, coach is saying this, the players are, are feeling that, what do you think? And all of that. I appreciate all of that. I think he's, uh, very mature. And, um, I think, you know, there's, when you're in situations like this, uh, where you're, you're, you're in it, but you're not practicing. So are you really in it and all that in terms of what guys are thinking in their head, he's gotten the most out of it. And there's, there's areas of growth there that you can, you can get better. And, uh, he's done that. And so we're excited when we get him back. I think in due time, and once we get to fall camp, we'll be uh, we'll be rolling. Talking to uh, Baylor head coach Dave Aranda on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas flagship for the Baylor Bears. Go ahead, Stephen. Coach, I've seen some clips on social media of Quaylen Jones running really well, running downhill and being physical. Uh, what do you like about how he's attacked the spring, and where is uh, Craig Williams at with his recovery? Craig is, uh, yeah, so Squirrel is working, put on some weight and working to strengthen, um, um, strengthen his body. I think he's, we're, we're, we're about in the same, uh, trajectory as, um, uh, as with Terrell. And so once we get into fall, we'll, we'll be where we need to be. Um, but he's, um, you know, I think it's, there's difficult, you know, it's difficult when you're in it and you're kind of not in it as much as we, um, as coaches try to build integrate, I think it's, it's really the, the individual has to, um, there's spaces that you have to fill, um, with, uh, there's area, you know, you've got to be able to grow, man. There's spots that I'm used to doing this and now I'm not. And so like, what do I do? And I think, uh, squirrels also attacked it and, uh, you know, you can get better when you're not, when you're not going. I feel he, he understands that. But with Quaylen, you know, that consistency, I think um, you look you look at Quaylen and you see kind of the, well, you have the view of him, you have what type of kid he is, and you have his strength numbers, and you have his speed and all of it. And so I think it's there's a, there's a confidence, there is a, uh, a positive self-talk, there is a um, appreciation of the grind, and a love of it and a rage to master, um, to be a student and a master of this game. I think those are all things that are in, you know, they're on his journey, man. And I think, uh, you know, um, coach is doing a great job with them and, um, coach juice and coach shot and, and, uh, coach Grimey has done a great job of, uh, of giving him plenty of opportunities to grow. And so excited for him, you know, he, he would be a prototype for what this, um, this running back in this offense is supposed to look like and supposed to and supposed to do. So we just got to get it consistent. 
Yeah, I was down there for pro day, and I saw Coach Valoria or uh, the street, your new street coach, and, man, it yeah. reminds me. It takes me back to the 80s. We had a guy named Bob Fix at Baylor, used to wave the growl towel, and Valoria's got that look about him. I mean, it, in, in those guys, these guys just – I'm not saying they're completely different humans, but you can tell they, they, they've not been skipping leg day, and uh, it's really kind of fun to watch. Now, I have to ask you, while I have you, people would be very mad if I didn't, uh, how the quarterback uh, competition's going, and I'm, I am curious. Um, do you do you almost come? Do you and Coach Grimey and and the gang and, and Sean Bell? Do you all almost have like a daily like? Well, it, I thought this guy was the best today. Well, this guy came back and was better. Is it is it almost swinging by the day? Is there has there been any separation? Where are we in that process? And when when would you like to have that decision made in a perfect world? No, it's a good question. I think um, I think overall, just the the quarterback room has been outstanding, and I think just the the, the different personalities in there, the different learning styles, right? The um, the the full acknowledgments, competition, and we're competing against you, uh, against each other. But there is a, a true love in there, and I credit Coach Bell for this, um, along with our with our guys. Um, you know, um, with Blake, um, Zeno and Gary, Kyron, I mean, they, they cheer for each other. They, they root for each other. They, um, help mentor and coach each other. Uh, there is no, um, I've got the answers to the test and, uh, good luck, you know? And so there's none of that. And it's really cool to see. And, you know, um, Gary in particular has really, stood out to me that way and just really proud of him and just his maturity and his leadership. Uh, but all of, all of them have done a great job with it. And so I think, you know, uh, they've been rolling uh, daily. And so, um, you know, we have ones and twos and some threes um, and those ones and twos are kind of, you know, that's not necessarily settled. There's a fair amount of competition going in, those ones and twos um anyways you know regardless of the quarterback situation but you know at times the protection may be better with the ones and the twos and so we'll, we'll roll quarterback so they all get a a shot with the uh the ones and so you know everything's kind of um weighted in terms of who you're with and kind of what the period is and you know i think there's a discussion after each after each practice in terms of not only kind of what the what the what the result was, but how they did it and um, kind of how they're maturing and how they're growing. Cause I think, you know, the quarterback's got to be not only um, a guy that has execution, but a guy that brings the right energy and a guy that people will follow. And so uh, I, I feel good about how the competition is. I think we'll, this, this next scrimmage will be, will be, uh, will be a bigger piece. I thought, um, we had a good look this past Saturday. We'll have more plays this this one, and I think there'll be more uh, more of a comfort level and plays that are being called and and seeing defenses that are being run, and so uh, we'll have a we'll have a better idea really of kind of where things are at after that. And you know, I think for for all of us, right, is that when it is an obvious separation, then that's when it's going to get called. And so I think in my experience, a lot of times that has not happened in spring. 
with uh, these competitions that's been more in camp. Um, and so we'll see. You know, it's it's good to have the, the type of guys that we got and the competition that we have. I think we're all getting better because of it. All right. I hope, like, on the 24th or whatever, if you'll just look up at me and kind of give me a point or something, like who's in the lead, that would really be helpful, all right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> That would be well. Listen, I I love that article the other day. I I, I you know, I've got so much to talk to you about, but I want to be respectful of your time. But I think it's so cool that uh, you sort of reflected on things last season, and and I'm I'm really curious about you know some of the changes you've already or you know wanted to make, and I I just think that was uh, you you walked into a tough situation, but you handled it beautifully, and then to be as uh, introspective and as open as you were it's very refreshing i one last thing i'll ask you dave did you uh is there anything that you could really point to tangibly that you've already done this spring that just feels completely you know that that was more of a dave aranda thing like you feel like okay i i am this is definitely my stamp on this program is there anything that jumps out at you I think win, uh, winning with character, I think uh, valuing people, um, you know, persons over players. I think the, um, the talking of character and, um, you know, seeing how character drives the process, you know, the day in, day out routines that we have um, and, you know, the little things that make up the big thing and how, um, you know, character drives the process and, you know, that process really drives results. And so just seeing that flow, I think, um, whereas I think I was talking about that last year, but it was, it's probably, um, uh, muffled, probably, um, not as coherent, probably not as uh, repeated, probably, um, interrupted, uh, with quarantines and isolations and all of it. I just feel like there's a there is a uh, chorus line now, and it's 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 understood, and it's um, you know it's it's in a much better place. All right, well I appreciate it. Cannot wait to get a look at this thing and a reminder to everybody: the scrimmage is twenty uh, fourth. That's spring game, and then uh, that'll be fun. And we'll, there'll be TV, ESPN Plus. We'll we'll cover that. I'm sure J Mo. And a uh, and and several guests will be involved in that, and then this weekend another open practice that'll be at ten thirty. So, coach, we're uh, we're excited about this, and uh, you know, don't, tell tell Coach Grimes, you know, his last quarterback is going to probably go number two overall. So, no <laughs> pressure, but you you are expecting a top five quarterback. That's it. <laughs> hey, I I appreciate your time. Well, thank you. That's uh, Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda with Matt Mosley talking all things spring football as they have another open practice uh, coming up this Saturday if you want to go check that out at McLean Stadium. Coming up next, the John Moore Show from 2 to 3. This is ESPN Central Texas.